Are you ready to change the trajectory of your business and see massive improvements? Each week, we'll share strategies and practices to generate sustained results and long-lasting success in your organization. Welcome to the Innovation Junkies Podcast. Hey guys, Jeff Standards here. Welcome to another episode of the Innovation Junkies Podcast. How are we doing, Jeff Amaran? Um, great. Glad to be back. Ready to talk about some more innovation. How about you? I am. Tell us about it. Well, you know, when we think about uh, innovation, we think about how we typically engage with clients. One of the very first things is that there's varying levels of maturity and understanding of innovation in most organizations, even sophisticated large organizations. So we try to go in initially with some fundamentals training. We'll go through how do you do idea harvesting? How do you think about ideation? What are some of the definitions of innovation? We get them kind of set on that. We'll talk about here a lean canvas process. This is a way to size up an idea and a business model. This is this is what we think about design thinking. We'll couple that with um, aspects of customer discovery, how to ask really good open-ended questions. Once we get them with this sort of fundamental understanding of good uh, sort of spiral-oriented, iterative-oriented uh, innovation processes, will then move to something where they can make tangible progress towards innovation. And that's what we typically call the challenge phase. Why don't you talk a little bit about the challenge phase? Yeah. So uh, with, with the challenge phase, you know, one of the problems we run into all the time uh, really goes back to one of the primary reasons that new startup entrepreneurs fail is that they create a product that no one wants, or as we say, that not enough people will buy at the price point required for it to be a profitable ongoing concern. And the reason they do that is because they didn't spend any time really validating the problem that they think they were solving. They came up with an idea and they fell in love with that idea. And so a large part of our innovation engagements uh, revolve around what we call the challenge sprint. So that's gathering a group of people from an organization together. Uh, and we can either we can either give them broad categories of challenges that that may be identified by the executive team. Or we can do more of an open innovation approach and just say, you know, what are the what are the biggest things that are, uh, you know, that would be a game changer for the organization or what things are stopping you from being a game changer? What one problem, challenge or result, if you solved it or seized it, would be uh, a game changer? We number of ways to get at that. But we ask these folks to to step away from their biases, uh, to put aside temporarily their aspirations and their inspirations, because. Uh, they, they come to the table with insights, inspirations, and aspirations to change whatever it is they want to change. And we say, step away from that and let's step back and ask the question, what's the problem we're trying to solve? Uh, what's the challenge we're trying to overcome? What's the opportunity we're trying to seize? What's the result we're trying to create? Uh, and, and many times we have folks who, who don't really, they, they can't really get there. They don't really understand that what they're really doing is just rephrasing their idea and masquerading it as a, as a, um, as a problem statement or as a problem. And so we get pretty pedantic, I guess I would say at making them say, my problem is this. And, and, you know, one of the things I found useful in doing uh, that is to, is to basically ask the question, okay, so what you say that this is a problem. So what, uh, or to have them identify, well, if, if you say this is a problem, what are you seeing? What are the, the key themes or the key issues that you're seeing, observing on a day-to-day -day basis that leads you to believe that's a problem? So that's the, the very first thing we do in that challenge sprint is to get them to be very, very specific 
very articulate about, articulate about identifying one problem, one and only problem, and not intimating their idea masquerading inside that problem. Yeah, as many times as we ask that question, and it's human nature, the very first thing they come up with is they say, we need this kind of solution. And you say, no, hold on, hold on. We're talking about what's the problem or the unmet need. So it's almost like being the host of Jeopardy, right? You got to state it in the form of a question. We have to constantly drag them back through that uh, to get the people comfortable with it because it's counterintuitive, really. Yeah. And, and, and then when they come back with it, they just rephrase it such that their solution is, is rephrased as a problem statement. So I heard one one time where it's their, their initial problem statement was, uh, we need a new community center for youth to have a place to hang out. And I said, no, that's really not a problem statement. That's a solution. And they say, oh, okay. I said, now rephrase that as a problem statement. They say, well, um, there, the problem is there are not enough community centers for our youth to hang out. <laughs> okay. All right. So then it was like, all right, so, so what? So what? Let's back up and let's identify the key issues that you're seeing that leads you to your bias that there's not enough community centers. Well, uh, we have youth who are getting in, more youth that are getting in trouble with police officers. We have so-and-so. So they start naming these issues and we go, start saying, okay, now you're starting to identify the potential challenges that may be part of that problem statement. Yeah, it's a, it's a process. And, and, and part of, you know, we have to be... Um, we have to be sort of for forensic facilitators in a way. We keep asking the question, why? And, and say it again as, as state it in the form of a, of a problem. And then eventually people get it. And when they do, a light bulb comes on. And at that same time, we're saying, listen, don't fall in love with the solution that you're already thinking about. Fall in love with the process. Be true to the process. And it will take you to a better place than what you would have ended up with if you put all your energy into something you already had in mind without doing any work on it. That's right. And, and once we get them to identify the, uh, the problem and they get to a, an appropriate uh, or seemingly appropriate problem statement, then it's, okay, let's quantify that problem. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it's super important. So a lot of times they'll make the initial assertion on a problem and it'll sound a lot like an opinion because there's not any data behind it. So that's where we get to the, the next round of discussions. It's like, well, what's the real, what's the economic impact? You know, give us give us the background on why is this a big problem? How is this going to impact or how does this impact uh, a cost or revenues? Or how is this impacting your target audience? So give us the data. And that's what we try to push them to go from an assertion with a lot of adjectives to something that's got some facts that support why there's an economic impact that's measurable, something meaningful. How do we know it's a problem? What credible facts or statistics that you have that say it's a problem? And what credible facts or statistics do you have that suggest how big that problem is, either in financial terms, people impact terms, or what have you? And then we move to the part that I know is one of your favorite parts. So talk us through the next uh, the next part of that process. So we're, at this point, once, you, once you've gone through it, you've, you've got a good problem statement. And if you think about it, if, if you were to visualize the lean canvas, that's the very left-hand side. Then you need to spend some time thinking about well, who are the customer segments very specifically that have it. Or if it's an internal innovation, who are the stakeholders? And be real specific. It's not industry categories. It needs to be kind of by name in a way or by job title. And so you define those customer segments. This is you're starting on kind of the top half of the lean canvas. Then you'll go into a little more depth around what, what are the elements of the solution in terms of the benefits? Think about what are the benefits that you hope that the solution will de deliver and they should match 
kind of directly with the problem description that you've given. And somewhere in that mix, you'll also think about what's a value proposition. What's that unique value proposition that will be the memorable statement? As we think about Walmart, which is a very long-term innovative company, their unique value proposition is save money and live better through everyday low pricing delivered by the world's most efficient supply chain. Now, everybody only remembers save money and live better, but nobody forgets that. So that's the kind of thing we focus them on. Those are the first four boxes they work on. And to know if they're on the right track, that's when we begin to engage the customer discovery process where they're going out and it's a lot of trench warfare, so to speak, in that face-to-face meetings, video chat meetings and phone calls. They're not just delivering a survey at this point. They're really asking good open-ended questions that start with words like why, how, how much, what, those kinds of things. Rather than giving the choices you hope they answer, you listen. It's just a a tool for being able to ask good questions and listen to the customer articulate the problems that they feel in their own words. And you don't say anything about the solution you have in mind at that point. It's really to try to find out if your assertions or beliefs about the problem are validated by your potential customers or stakeholders. Yeah. And if you talk to 15 or 20 potential customers and not a single one of them says anything remotely close to the two or three problems uh, that you've identified, maybe your idea or maybe your the problem that you're solving is is not experienced by your potential stakeholders to the degree that your bias says that it is. That's exactly right. And either either you've got the wrong problem that you're thinking about or the wrong customers. But in all cases, that's where you kind of redirect and say, maybe we're looking at the wrong customer, the wrong stakeholder segment, or we're really thinking about something that's not really a problem. Ideally, when you think about an innovation program, You don't want to spend a lot of time focusing on nice to have things. You want to focus on things where there's a ton of pain that are must have things that can make sort of dramatic improvements. And and that's this process of customer discovery will help you get some better understanding about where you are in that spectrum of nice to have innovation versus a must have. And I, I go back to one of the very first episodes that we did with the chief science officer at Phygenics uh, a few years ago. Uh, a couple of years ago, where he said that, you know, he has 30 some odd patents and and we asked him the question, you know, what do you decide? What how do you decide what to work on? And he said, you know, I go after big business problems, big problems, big challenges that affect a whole lot of people that other people have tried to solve, but haven't quite cracked the nut for which I think we can provide a reasonable solution. And that creates a tailwind. Uh, that makes uh, market adoption so much easier. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and sometimes, and in Phygenics is a good example, you have to kind of pioneer the creation of a new approach to an industry. What they do is corporate water quality, indoor air quality. And, and they had to be out front. Part of their innovation was they drove the standard that ultimately would be adopted by the government that everyone then had to follow. And they knew that uh, industry would head that direction. But part of the innovation, in addition to all the patents, was to help drive the regulatory process to recognize, hey, people dying of Legionnaires' disease is a big deal. And sometimes that occurs because we're not doing a good job chlorinating or, or, or managing the chlorination process in these internal uh, water and HVAC systems. So it's, it, it, you know, Bill McCoy, Dr. Bill McCoy, is, he's really an innovative guy and he does a fantastic job driving that for Phygenics. 
Well, just to bring this home, we're talking about the challenge phase of an overall innovation process where we uh, we appropriately identify the problem or the opportunity in very clear and specific terms. We gather credible facts and statistics to validate quantitatively that the problem exists and the magnitude or the size of the problem. We identify our target stakeholders if it's an internal process or, or, or innovation or target customers if it's something commercial. Uh, and we, we then begin to do some open-ended questioning, some customer discovery with those uh, target stakeholders. And, and at every stage, we're preparing ourselves to pivot our thinking based upon the data that we are, uh, that we are bringing on uh, from that credible facts and statistics uh, stage and or that uh, customer stakeholder till we get to the point where we've got a quantified, qualified problem that now we're ready to move into the design phase. And in our next episode, we're going to be talking about the design phase of innovation. And I would tell you that if you want a copy of the Innovation Leadership Blueprint, uh, go to www.innovationjunkie.com and uh, send us a note on the Contact Us page and we'll be glad to drop you a PDF of that Innovation Leadership Blueprint. This has been another episode of the Innovation Junkies podcast. We'll see you soon. See you next time. Feedback from listeners like you helps us create outstanding content. So if you like this episode, be sure to rate us or leave a review. Also, don't forget to subscribe to get the latest growth and innovation strategies. Thanks for tuning in to the Innovation Junkies podcast.